And good morning and welcome to Beers, a couple of five-minute morning minor. And uh, certainly Ollie and myself are now back in London, so this is being recorded live. Morning, Ollie. How was your flight back? Uh, yeah, it was good, thanks. Much less eventful than the uh, way out to Canada, so that was that was nice. Um, but yeah, good to be back. Yeah, you had a bit of a whoopsie with a, a, a medical issue, didn't you? You had to land in Montreal on your way over, which uh, made it a very long flight for you. But there you go. But it was a very good PDAC, wasn't it? It was really busy, lots of activity, lots of business to be won. I mean, it's really uh, pretty exciting over there, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was It was a really, there was a really good buzz at the conference. Um, and yeah, lots of opportunities for BSA, but um, also, you know, the lithium companies were excited with um, teams from Ford, Tesla, Hyundai, Honda, all looking for projects and companies. Um, I guess, you know, the, it being a North American con conference, there's always a large percentage of, of gold companies there as well, but they didn't seem to be getting that much attention. It was all about the, the critical, critical metals. Yep, well, we would agree we agree with that. That's sort of where the focus should be. Um, and obviously, just quickly, anybody, uh, we did do a small write-up on the, the, the uh, Toronto trip, uh, which is from the VSA dispatches, which can be found on our website if you haven't received them, or you can actually email us and we'll send them to you. Anyway, let's move on to news. And I think we've got to kick off today talking of lithium with Atlantic Lithium, where it was all fun and games uh, yesterday with... Um, uh, the stock having to be suspended after it fell 50% because of a short selling report. And of course, they short sell before they published the report, which was very negative on Piedmont. But the reason it was negative on Piedmont was about Atlantic Lithium claiming that uh, they had uh, the licenses they got uh, weren't valid because of bribery, etc. And obviously, this morning they put out a response saying this is absolutely wrong. What, what's your take, Ollie? Um, well, yeah, the, I mean, the companies highlighted that the areas that are questioned by the uh, short seller have no relevance to the current mine plan um and the and the pfs um so that does seem to be a bit of an error on the short selling front obviously if any of the licenses have been secured in an underhand way then you know there's got to be consequences for that um but it doesn't look like it, it should affect the um the actual operational plan that's been put forward i mean i, I do think what it's worth um you know the if atlantic lithium weren't able to go into production then the spa would be in a in a very difficult position um as they would find it difficult to find alternative supply for their um, Tennessee facility and Atlantic is a key part of their strategy. Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, my own view is I am very surprised by this myself. And I think the, the rebuttal to Atlantic Lithium was very strong. Uh, there is the old saying, there's no smoke without fire. But I mean, I just I do find it rather amazing. You know, if you actually believe um, Atlantic Lithium, which I think we do, it's probably an incredibly good buying opportunity because the stock is still down at sort of 29p because people will feel there's no smoke without fire. And of course, the stock has been over 60p not so long ago. Um, it was trading before this around just over 40p. 
Um, the shame is that, you know, it's very difficult to get rid of this sort of a, a rumour. Sort of, it takes a long time. Um, I hope for their sake they do. Anyway, probably enough on Atlantic Lithium. Uh, anything else you've got today, Ollie? Um, well, there was just yesterday uh, you did your special recording with G Silver. They announced um, completion of a, a block trade yesterday. Um, obviously, part of the fee for the Great Panther acquisition was settled in equity. Um, those shares became available to trade before uh, just before the end of last year. Um, so a block of 20 more, 4 million shares has gone to a US uh, institutional shareholder. Um, they haven't been named as yet, but um, sounds pretty positive to have um, what is described as a strategic investor now on the on the register rather than um, uh, the vendor and to clear out the block in in one go um, is obviously pretty positive for future trading as I think the market's known that, that needs to be cleared out. Um, that's probably held the stock price price back a little bit over the last couple of months. Yep, G Silver for those that don't can't remember is Guanajuato Silver, which we all love saying. Uh, we saw quite a lot of them out in, in Toronto. Uh, I've also actually, I mean, on the silver price, I received a report from someone yesterday where they're talking the silver price up to as high as $125. Uh, uh, I think if it just moved from 20 as it is today to 30, we'd all be happy. Um, but the theory is that, you know, people forget that silver is actually really a battery metal. Uh, it's used in a lot of, um, well, it's certainly used in solar panels a lot, but it's also used in batteries. It's, it's a, a, you know, a, a, a proper, has a proper industrial use. Uh, and the theory is that someone like a Tesla might come along and buy a silver producer. And of course, there are very few pure silver producers out there. Most of the silver producers are byproduct of other mining. Um, obviously, Guanajuato silver is basically a mini Fresneo, which is why it's dual listed in London, because uh, people understand Fresneo, they should be buying Guanajuato silver. Uh, but we talked a lot about that in our pre-recording yesterday, so that's probably enough on that one too. Uh, anything else, Ollie, or should we call it a day though? Uh, just highlight Camel full year results, 29th of March. Um, I think with the debt having been fully repaid um, there in the middle of last year, um, there's fairly strong expectations for what the dividend um, announcement might be, given um, the flexibility the company's now got with free cash flow generation. Camel's actually, I mean, it's, you know, it's actually in a great position at the moment, isn't it? I mean, it's been so steady and just, you know, getting on, producing, generating cash. I know the market sort of thinks, well, what are they going to do next? Uh, and that is still a big question out there. But you can't ignore the fact that actually over the last few years, it's been a very steady, healthy performer. And with the sort of yield it throws off, actually, it's been a fantastic stock to have in your portfolio and still is. Yeah, indeed. And, and in the last couple of months, it's... Um had a good run sort of breaking out from the from the quite tight trading range it's 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 been in um yeah it's been, been yeah, good. That, it, yeah the, the site visit that went on in november i think that showed you know the the um the mine transition they're doing at sasa is a big job and it's not necessarily surprising once you see what they're actually doing there firsthand 
why they're taking a bit more time to find the right acquisition um, to take the company to the next stage after that. Uh, patience can be a virtue sometimes. And on that note, Ollie, why don't we call it a day, but we can uh, chat again tomorrow. All right. Cheers, Andrew.